Blog Talk Radio. Lupert of the Poetry Superhighway here from Southern California talking to you live from my home studio, which is really just a microphone plugged into a computer. So don't think, uh, you know, don't think otherwise. Welcome to the June 2014 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Super happy to have you listening. Um, We have a bunch of people already Uh, in the queue, waiting to read their poetry, and we're going to get to them shortly. Uh, So this is what we're doing. We ask you to call in, read a poem, the number is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. We we just want to hear your poem. And I want to know about where it is that you're calling from, who you are, what's going on in your poetry world, so be prepared to tell us who you are. And what's going on? Got something special to promote in the poetry world? Well, you can tell us about that too. We're also uh, we're going to get to our first caller in just a couple of minutes, but I wanted to let you know we're uh, getting ready to start our next summer poetry contest. I think it's our 16th annual contest, as a matter of fact. It's going to start mid-July. This is not an announcement that the contest has started. Please do not send your poems now. It's going to start mid-July, and we're going to uh, send out all the details when it does start. But uh, what we're looking for right now is contest sponsors. So one of the unique things about our contest, one of the things that we've been able to do every single year since we've started, 15 or 16 years ago, I'm not sure. Who can keep track when so much time has gone by? I don't remember where I was this morning, for example. Anyway, one of the cool things we've been able to do with our contest is we have been able to give every single person who's entered a prize just for entering the contest. So uh, that means even if you score in last place, you'll still get something just for entering. And the way that we're able to do that is because of the generosity of the many, many people, organizations, uh, publishers, etc., who've signed on as contest sponsors. So that's what we're looking for right now. We're looking for contest sponsors. If you've got a poetry book to donate, or a number of poetry books, or a subscription to a uh, poetry journal, or it is a, uh, I don't know, a service that you offer which would be of specific interest to poets and writers, or perhaps... Uh, I don't know. It's something – it's really anything that you think uh, poets and writers would be interested in receiving as a prize for entering the contest. It's a great way for uh, you to get some exposure for whatever that is. Maybe you're an individual poet who has a book out and you thought, hey, you know, maybe if I donate one copy of this book, that would be cool. And it would because not only would uh, that help us meet our goal of giving every single person who enters our contest a prize just for entering, but you would get – stuff in return. What do you get in return? Well, you get, first of all, your name gets listed on the, uh, uh, as a sponsor of the contest uh, on the, uh, on the contest website, as well as included in the initial email that we send out to all of our contest 
well, to, that we send out to everyone announcing the start of the contest, you're listed right as the top, at the top of that email as a sponsor. Plus, you know, if you've seen our newsletter, the Poetry Superhighway Weekly Newsletter usually goes out on Saturdays. We have a poetry-related classified section. So every single sponsor gets a free classified in that newsletter, in our classified section. We only take ads which are specifically of interest to poets and writers. Uh, the newsletter goes out to thousands of people every week. And uh, from what I've heard from the people who've advertised, uh, you know, are paid advertisers from the rest of the year, uh, most of them are repeat offenders, repeat advertisers. So we know that uh, when calls for submissions go out and all kinds of things, they get, they get a lot of attention. So really, even for just donating one book, one copy of one book, you, you get quite a lot. And we hope you donate more if you can send out you could donate a few books or you know a few things that really helps us uh, make sure that we uh, meet our goal of sending out uh, a prize to everyone who enters. Uh, just to be clear here, it's a, it's a contest in which there are three winners, and those three winners, uh, there's a cash prize for them, which is chosen, which is uh, which is uh, assembled from the uh, entry fees that come in. Uh, and there's other benefits to actually winning the contest. You get you get published on the Poetry Superhighway as the contest winner, etc. So it's not like everyone enters the contest and everyone wins. No, we have three winners. But in addition to that, we're able to give everyone who enters something just for entering. So be a contest sponsor. How do you do that? Well, go to the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com. And right there at the top of the page, the... Uh, the main graphic, the first thing, it says sponsor the 2014 Poetry Superhighway Contest. Uh, you'll fill out, you click on that, you fill out the form, and that's it, you're in. A couple things to keep in mind, all of this is actually listed there, but um, in case you're the kind who doesn't like to read, I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, one is you have to realize that you will be sending however many prizes you donate, whether it's one prize or 20 prizes, directly to the contest entrance at the end of the contest. So when the contest is over, uh, we'll, we'll announce the winners, and I will then email to you uh, a list of people who, uh, well, like if you've donated five prizes, I will send you a list of five people and their names and addresses. Some of these people might be in other countries. Our, we, we receive contest entries literally, literally from all over the world. So you just have to realize that uh, you will be responsible for mailing those prizes to wherever those people are, uh, you know, which, you know, again, if they're outside of your own country, might incur a little bit more postage. And uh, you have to do it within two weeks of being notified. Uh, and most importantly, you have to notify me once you've done that. Otherwise, uh, well, I don't know that you've sent them out, and I start sending out really annoying emails. So that is, uh, that's, basically, uh, that's basically what it means to be a sponsor. I hope you sign up. Uh, we could really use uh, – we've got about, gosh – 55 prizes donated so far from maybe 23 different sponsors. Um, the full list will be published when we start the uh, contest in July. The contest, by the way, will go till roughly the beginning of October. We'll have an announcement, uh, a live Poetry Superhighway live event in October where we announce the the the, uh, the winners live. And uh, then shortly, within a couple days of that, we'll send out to you, the sponsors, the list of who to 
who to send your prizes to. So that's what's going on. I hope you do it. It really, really helps us out a lot. It helps us uh, 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 create this kind of unique contest where, where which is kind of accessible to everyone. Where, where even if you don't win the contest, you still get something for entering. You don't feel like you've just thrown your money away for for nothing. It's only a dollar per poem to enter. You know, so it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, all right. You know what? We're going to get to our open reading. That's why we're having the show, after all. By the way. If you'd like to call in and read the number 646-716-7362, our first caller is from the 865 area code. Hello, 865. Hello. Uh, have you picked me up? I have picked you up. Well, hello. Well, I'm Ralph Monday. I'm from Harriman, Tennessee. How are you, Rick? I'm good, Ralph. Uh, uh, you're from uh, where, Tennessee? What's the name of the city? Harriman, Tennessee. It's about 50 miles south of Knoxville. Harriman. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. So, <clears throat> and you were on hold hold for a while, so thanks for uh, waiting waiting so long as well. Thanks for calling in early, by the way. Well, thank you very much. So, do you have a you have a poem for us, Ralph? Well, I do. Um, what I've done is that next year we'll see the 100th anniversary of the publication of Wallace's Stevens Sunday Morning. So I recently wrote this homage to the poem. The poem is structured like the original of Stevens. There are eight stanzas of 15 lines each written in blank verse. And the poem is really a reflection upon a reflection, returning to the woman in the original Sunday morning and having her ask questions a century later that are related to Stevens's Sunday morning. But my poem is original and updated by events that occurred after the original Sunday morning was published, and I hope that you all enjoy So Sunday morning, a century after, a homage. Not so complacent in her dressing gown, the sensuous world remains mused upon, thoughts common to many, still not dispersed by sun, moon, heavens above, trinity eternally present, each spring revived in cathedral dreams. For a moment, the ancient calamity stilled by wide water, until the quiet, dead, and muted voices pass as a transparent procession in a forgotten carnival parade. Then no modern science can stem Jerusalem's return to this day, crossing of water, where dreams speak now of a quickened kingdom inhabiting not only the mind, but a crown of blood across a tomb of mind. Is it conditioned conscious that makes you reward the dead? Is the divine a thought made manifest by the dreams of others? Can you not find in fields, fruited trees, the burning sun, fit things for worship? The self, a century's disciplined lens for thought, made material, gauzy spirit, quick and divinity within. To exalt those eternal seasons must be tempered in recognition of all autumn souls who have felt the presence in stirring suns, sap returning to the bough. A measure of human joy and sorrow, summer's heat, winter's crusted beard. Reality is formed of mind. Nature is the soul of thought. End mind's myth, any number of gods was theogony formed, motherless, the land itself ancestor. Eternal queen were gods enthroned, set with attendants musing, intermingled blood, human and divine. Not even science, a world-spanning web, A tomb and cross can banish the return. Longing for heaven dissipated as the Italian, the pole, Gaia from dark moon, 
esteemed lack of virginal connection for the spinning orb passed eternally through heaven's gates. The sky, a conduit joined to earth by pencil flame. Seed of gods, labor of return. Love found in wet leaves. Paradise translated by mother's tongue. When the green cockatoo is gone, she says, contentment flies astray. Why do they not return from dark autumn's embrace? Have they no knowledge of paradise eternal? Centuries two wars destroyed paradise when mind could no longer comprehend that savage desert dervish feasting on a sacrifice. Apples birth polluted by an aged, impotent god, the land barren. Not even all the church choirs, seraphim, could undo the wreck. That and 2000's end, Darwin's dance. Physics deep peer into the heart of darkness, epiphany of matter. May follows winter, endears as swallows preening on green branches, awaiting song. She says, for serenity's sake, my mind must know whence I am gone. What follows? Obliteration is now key. The time long past when gods walked among us like a welcoming bomb. Zeus, Mithras, heaven's hill banished by thought's realm. Embrace now lover's caress, autumn's leaves, sighs on wet thick nights, for this too shall pass. All left but a memory of those remaining behind as Akleus saw Time and Kudos as an ointment for memory lost in the above world. These passions drive the sphere to bloom, maiden to dream of eternal's love embrace. They are unthought faith, desires and far-setting suns, where girls sense their recurring equinox is the eternal ecstatic haven. Do tender leaves never know autumn's red? How can that which remains forever green excite the lover when new seasons are needed? Rivers run to the sea, yet they return whence they came. The sun forever knows its dumb circuit and horizon sweep. The heart of paradise is seeker's thoughts, not naked eve before the tiger turned away. Those that voice heaven's choir deprave this moment's eternity. Asleep or shook by waking dream, October's slanted light gives witness for dark sorrows returned after winter's barren crust. There in sprouts on forest floor, the knowing awaits all. The old god speaks its charms in rings of light with naked men, bare women, equal as their swan-like dance blends through tattooed drumbeat. A shapeless white moon. Burgundy evening sun, ungendered conductors, symphonic nature's metronomy keeping time as in the first eyelids of morning. These twin dancers measure the earth's turning tune as a cathedral beneath bare feet. This is the fire burning in heaven, angelic, that makes of rock a pew, of leaves, choir book. Let this be thought's funeral, where men and women drink rivers' communion cup. The dawn's blessing brings sacraments earliest kiss where they go and come from liquid fog. She returns to silent waters. Whether in dream or Darwin's reality, a procession of ghosts walk backwards through time's gates, all that have ever been. She is but a flicker among them, shade not quickened by Calvary's hushed call. The wilderness of bird choirs, flowers, and orchards shall be all final rites watched over by heaven's hanging lights. This is enough. The savage old mother, a soothing maiden and groan. She would hear their disembodied still tongues, fly with them to do a forfian songs, quicken their step. They, like the morning dew proceeding darkness, do not pause. 
fellowship ambiguous, baptized by still black waters. Thank you. Ralph, that was uh, that was an epic way to begin our our reading today. Thank you so much, and, and quite a quite an effort on your part to uh, to put that together, to write that, and 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 match match Wallace Stevens' poem. So well done. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I posted in case anyone was interested. I posted in the chat room uh, the that that you can access through the Blog Talk Radio page a link to the original poem in case uh, you've inspired anyone to go back and and check it out um, after your reading. If someone wants to hear more from you, uh, uh, do, where, where can they go? Uh, well, you could Google my name, Ralph Monday, uh, online. There's quite a different places that I've been published recently. I started resubmitting last August, and I think since that time I've had about 60 poems published in various different online and print anthologies. I've been nominated for a pushcart and a number of other uh, awards. Plus, I have a I have a book of poetry coming out this fall that will be published by. Henhouse Press, and it's called Empty Houses and American Rendition. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations on that. Uh, you know, there's another press based here in L.A. called Red Hen Press, and I've always thought that Hen House and Red Hen should get together just to see what happens. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Who knows? might be unique. It might be. Um, in, in your town, are there any readings or anything that you participate in, anything that anyone might want to know about if they're traveling through? Well, I haven't really uh, done any readings here. Harriman uh, doesn't hold poetry readings. There's the college where I teach, Rome State Community College, and uh, we have had a few informal readings there before, but nothing formal at all it would be a good thing to do knoxville does have readings i haven't really done any readings at all this is my uh, my first one wow great well congratulations and um i'm i'm so glad um uh, what an honor and uh, thanks for sharing your piece with us ralph and call in again okay all right well thank you rick i've really enjoyed it thank you <laughs> our pleasure that was uh Ralph Monday calling from Harriman, Tennessee, not too far from Knoxville, relatively speaking, reading uh, his uh, poem in uh, in honor of uh, uh, the 100th anniversary of the publication of Wallace Stevens' uh, poem uh, as well. So thank you so much, Ralph, for, for opening up the show for us. We're going to move right along to our next caller, uh, again, if you want to call in and read the number 646-716-7362, our next caller is from the 951 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. This is Edie Shamal in Sun City, California. Hi, Edie. Okay. Nice to hear your voice. Where, well, where, um, in, uh, where in California did you say you're calling from? I'm, I'm near about 100 miles uh, east of Los Angeles. In, in uh, Sun City. Sun City, okay. You know where where all the where the, all the seniors live. <laughs> well, do say Sun hi City. to them for me. Okay. That's great. Well, well, I'm so glad you got to call in. Let's let's hear your poem. Um, well, I have uh, four books on Amazon. My poetry book is called Serenade. So I thought I'd read one of my poems from there. Sounds good. Okay, it's not very long. And since you are a master of brevity, I chose this poem for you. 
Thank you. It's called Something New. Something New. Don't write me a poem of the birds and the bees. Enough already. So something new, please. And don't start again on the sunsets and flowers. There's enough out there now killing too many others. I don't want an epic on rainbows or books. Let's hear it instead about people or books. Or maybe our music or art, not the view. Do you think it would kill you to pen something new? So don't ramble on about nature and dawn. Give me grief, give me glory, but tell me a story. Thank you. Thank you, Edie. That was a uh, that was wonderful and 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 brief as promised. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, do, uh, do you have a website or anything people can check out? I know you said you've yes, got a few I books. Yes, um, uh, I do. I have four books on Amazon. The book that is in is called Serenade, and I won the National Poetry Award at Mensa in 2008. It's in the book and. Uh, I have a book. Since a lot of these uh, poems, I've set that music. I have a book of music coming out later this year for piano and vocal. I have a CD of classical piano came out last week, also called Serenade. And I have a website, www.edie.schmoll.com. I'm also a professional musician. With uh, music on YouTube videos, and I have uh, about 25 paintings on Fine Art America. So I keep busy. Wow, Edie, what don't you and do? I do poetry readings in this area where you have a thing called Arts Council Menopee. And it's visual art, music, and literary art. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. They keep me that, on my toes. Is is <laughs> Sun City in the in the basic area where Palm Springs is? Yes, it's uh, west of Palm Springs, about an hour, near Riverside. Oh, I see. So it's closer than Palm Springs. Okay. It's very hot here right now. Well, do you well, have a cool. ticket to Alaska for me for a present? Um, <laughs> I thought you I'm might gonna, have I'm a ticket to that, Alaska. I'm I'm going to throw that out to the uh, people listening, and if anyone else has who's <laughs> listening happens to have a okay. ticket to uh, Alaska, we're going to uh, I'll have them get in touch with you directly. <laughs> oh, I can afford my own ticket. That's all right. Very high, right, go well, out and play a gig a couple of times a month, and go to book clubs, you know, and read. Have a reading coming up in the library in a couple of weeks on my four books. My one book is on medical malpractice and Home Caregiving, yeah, my poetry book. My third book is a book of short true stories. My fourth book, it's a children's picture book for Christmas, and I did the illustrations for that one. And two of my books, I painted my own covers. And That's I go great. out and volunteer to play at nursing homes. Wonderful. Well, Edie, thank you, you know. thank you so much for calling in. It was great oh, to hear sorry. your poem and to learn so much about I didn't mean so to take so much of your time, Rick. The sound oh, is very clear on here. Oh, great. Glad to hear it. So call in again. You know okay? that you're a national – you know I call you a national treasure, Rick. I didn't know that. thank you for allowing I'll... me to read. My pleasure. I'm going to I'll... my computer now and hear the rest, okay? All right. Sounds good. 
That was uh, that was uh, Edie Schmoll calling from Sun City, California. I don't think that's quite a hundred miles uh, west of Los Angeles, because uh, that's uh, well, who am I to say? But it's uh, anyway. Um, so glad to hear uh, uh, Edie, who's clear, clearly a, a pistol of the uh, Inland Empire in Southern California, uh, reading her poem, telling us all about her various books, etc. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. The number to call in if you'd like to call in and read a poem is area code. Our next caller is from the 516 area code. Hello. Hi. It's Sam Barkin of Cross-Cultural Communications calling. Hi, Sam. Stan. Stan. Stan, sorry. Um, uh, How's how's everything going? Great. I just uh, celebrated our 50th anniversary with my artist wife. And... uh, we're still managing to hobble along. <laughs> well, that's, you know, uh, that's that's the very least you could do is keep hobbling, you know. <laughs> um, I say hobbling because I was using a cane for a bit, uh, uh, torn meniscus. Um, but I, I've, um, I, I wrote one of the books I've written is called Mishpucha, which means family. And I have a new collection called More Mishpucha. One of the poems, the most recent one, is about my granddaughter who was um, uh, running a relay race. And I wrote a poem while she was doing the race called Passing the Baton for Natasha Rose Clark. Listening in the near dust-clouded sky... The wind blowing cold in early April, the greenish metallic cylinder held high in Tasha's right hand. She gets set on her mark ready and goes like a gazelle over and across the left inside track of Calhoun High's running field onto the next of her relay team passing on the baton. I think back to my own youth when on the sports field of Thomas Jefferson High, East New York, Brooklyn, I'm running the 50-yard dash on my own, myself alone, against the others. Again, on a Staten Island picnic, just myself against the group, I'm making great strides, my feet never touching the ground, crossing the finish line. Now, with a cane, I make my way uneasily, three legs, when once two would more than do. When I could outrun the four big bullies chasing me all the way from in front of the school to where I lived seven blocks away on Van Sicklin Avenue. Grow old along with me, the best is yet to be, wrote Robert Browning. As a grandfather, watching my granddaughter run the relay race, the greenish, glistening metallic cylinder in hand, moving faster than the out-of-season cool wind blowing, tossing my scarf around my neck, I'd have to both agree and disagree with him. I've passed my baton on to my daughter Mia, and she to her daughter Tasha, and she also has to Tasha's sister Roxy, and as I have to my son Scott, who in turn has passed it on to his children, my grandchildren, Maddie, Jeremy, and Justin. And when I will put this cane aside and leave the fields entirely to these girls and boys of spring, 
I will have fulfilled my singular purpose. No longer alone, I'll have run the longest relay of my creative life. Passing the finish line, I will declare, I've won. I've won the race. Wow, Stanley enjoyed that quite a bit. I hope uh, I hope you don't get to the finish line anytime soon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and uh, congratulations, by the way, on your, did you say 50th wedding anniversary? 50th, yes, 50th. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, uh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, especially just, for uh, someone who's in the poetry and the art world. You know, it's one wife, one husband. <laughs> That's it. That's almost, you know, that's almost non-artistic uh, to do it that way. But, yeah, my <laughs> wife and I are actually about to celebrate um, 10 uh, years this uh, this uh, this Thursday. So, um, well, that's a milestone. We, it is, um, but it's not 50, you know, but we're, uh, we're working on it. Work on it. It takes a lot of work. My wife says <laughs> aggravation agrees with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's well that's that's i hope mine does too because that would be perfect um um do you have any is there anything going on in poetry you want to mention before i let you go i have too much going on in poetry i i've uh, just published uh, three new books one called uh, that is as a small press publisher um and one is called the divine kiss by carolyn mary Kleefeld, a big sir up your way uh, another is uh, a passing, a break in passing clouds, by John Digby and Hongai Bai. That's Chinese English collection with uh, uh, collages. And the third is called "Love Me More Than the Others" by Iraj Mirage, nineteenth-twentieth uh, century poet of Iran, translated by Mahmoud Karimi Akak and Bill Wallach. That's in Persian and English. That one will be a sensation because uh, he was against the veil, and he also tries to make a case in his poetry. It's very, some of it's rather pornographic, certainly erotic, uh, for why um, in Iran, despite it's uh, disputed, there are homosexuals and bisexuals. What do you do when a woman is totally covered? You can't even see her shape. <laughs> So he makes that case. Anyway, it's, it's a great book. And the woman who typeset it in Iran, I think, risked her life to do it. It had to be done very quickly so she wouldn't be caught. So those, those are the three most recent things that are happening with uh, poetry of my small press called Cross-Cultural Communications. Um, these are among uh, 400 titles of 50 different languages. Wow. An impressive uh, uh, a career to date, uh, Stanley. Um, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, you're, you're calling from Merrick, New York, is that right? That's correct. Well, welcome well, back for, to the show. Uh, thanks, and, for, and th yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Hope, thank you so much. All right, Stanley, thank, good to hear your voice. Thank you, Rick. And uh, happy anniversary again. Uh, that was uh, uh, Stanley Merrick calling from Merrick – I'm sorry, Stanley Barkin calling from Merrick, New York. Uh, it used to be that last names were the same as locations, uh, but uh, you know, I guess we've we've gone well past that here in uh, in 
today's world. Anyway, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. We're at the halfway point of the show. Uh, when I have something new to play for you uh, at this juncture, I like to play a spoken word uh, a track um, and I'll also invite you to send in spoken word tracks as well. So, of course, anyone can call in and read a poem, but sometimes people mix their poetry with music and sound effects and things like that uh, to give it you know, a few steps beyond just straight reading. And um, sometimes that can uh, inform the poem in different ways and provide a different experience for, for those of us who are listening to it. So with that in mind, uh, I have another track from D. Sunshine. D. Sunshine, I played a track from him last month. Um, I have another one here from you. He's kind of a gypsy traveling about Europe, uh, involved with poetry, readings, and performance, etc., etc. Here is his poem, From the Wondrous Burg of Eden. This is D. Sunshine. Ether sky and Crammond's promenade. Sun sinking into cold darkness. Oil black thirst. Curious mouth, its halitous breath stinging the eyes. Tiredness in bones and head, the raw, filthy tiredness of chemical entropy. And the dreams and visions are too far away, over the hills and far away. This, this, and that. Cauterized hordes, pissing on the cathartic fire, cramped viscera, uraic secretion, eccentric megababble, a toppled tower, a burnt library, a pile of words this high, this, this, this and that, sun sinking beyond dear green place, saturated silhouette, Irreverent reverie, penumbraic memorababble, a severing of tongues, dissection of brains, a hundred tribes trampling down the green grass, shards, slivers, the shattering of the glorified glass cow, the almighty lord well displayed, the residents diseased, a thousand plagues upon their heads, a thousand curses on the turncoat renegade. Tap once, tap twice. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Acid dripping through Pilton Paradise. Skyscrapers scraping the sky. Track marks down gangrenous veins. Empty Eldorado, Thunderbirds are go, the tough get going, junked out in the briny forth, vultures circling high above, cutting arcs of stark black rainbow, unclean rain silting up the river, the river running past Eve and Adam, a river of melted black tar macadam. Shock sore eyes, dirty dishes piled high, this high, in my sink of damaged dreams, twenty dead salmon soaked in rich deep crimson blood, thrashing angrily in stainless steel captivity, staring with accusing eyes, this fish never swam, 
This tree never grew. This bell never rang. This poor weed she gave out never flew. The waters wash over, saline detergent. I emerge less than clean. Sun sinks down, red and blistered, west of destiny, beyond the Queen's ferry, vagina wrecks, God save her, and on, on, into the sallow, slipping, listless, lapping, unfrothed waters, spume spewing from unfine oil refineries. I dip my spent wick, this, that, this and that, this clock goes tick-tock, the sun unwinds, turns back, turns black, and another angel falls. Alright, that was the track from the wondrous Berg of Eden, from D. Sunshine, from uh, Europe. You can check him out online at www.thunderburst.co.uk. Thanks, Steve, for sending in some tracks for me to play during that slot. If you've got a spoken word track, I'd love to hear it. Just send me an email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com with the MP3 or a link to download it, and I definitely will take a listen and consider playing it during this uh, the halfway mark here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Definitely looking for something that's a little more produced and mixed. I'm not looking for just a straight reading, you, you recording a poem. Uh, uh, that's something that you can call in and do, and I warmly invite you to do that. But something that just uh, uh, you've merged some other kind of art with it. Uh, maybe it's even a live performance where the audience is in the mix. That, that could kind of count. But otherwise, you know, something that you've mixed music with, sound effects, something, something like that. Send it to me, rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. And uh, we'll, uh, we might play it here on Poetry Superhighway Live at the halfway mark. All right, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to half two of the show, our June 2014 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. My name is Rick Lupert. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to call in and read a poem, the number is 646-716-7362. We're moving on to a caller from the... 973 area code. Hello. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's this? Uh, this is Ron Bremner. I go under the uh, pseudonym uh, R. Bremner. Um, and uh, I'm from Glen Ridge, New Jersey. And I'd like to read my poem, Vampires. Great. Let's hear it. Uh, when... Okay. Vampires are a lust divides the night, splits the sidewalks. We seep like limp. Unknown pores widen. You stink of piano keys. I gorge my dripping teeth on your noise. You swallow my brain and burp. That's it. That's great. I loved. I love the last line. Um, you, you don't. You know. You don't necessarily think about. Uh, Vampires, um, you know, having regular bodily functions all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, t- tell me um, what's going on in Glenridge, New Jersey, in terms of poetry. Do you participate in any uh, live readings or anything like that? 
yeah, we have readings at the Poetry Center in Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, they're off for the summer right now, but they'll resume on the first uh, Saturday of every month in, uh, in September. And also I appear at uh, the Red Wheelbarrow Poets in, uh, at the William Carlos Williams Center in Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, that's uh, the first day of every month. And one more, there's uh, a reading the uh, third Friday of every month at the Ant Bookstore in uh, Clifton, and uh, I'm usually there. Well, so there's uh, there's quite a, a number of opportunities for people in the in the greater Glenridge area to participate in in poetry live in person. Yeah, there's a, a lot going on here, and there's a lot of creative people, so we try to keep in touch with each other and support each other. Wonderful. And do you have a website or anything people can check out if they're interested? Uh, not me personally, but they can find uh, a lot of my poems out on poetsonline.org. That's a uh, uh, terrific website by Ken Ronkowitz. He's a teacher at uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology, and he runs uh, that poetry website. And they can find my bio and bibliography um, on writers.net, www.writers.net. Uh, I have... Uh, ten e-books, um, four of them of poetry. The uh, latest one is Poems for the Narrow, so if anyone wants to check that out, you're welcome. They're all on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple, and uh, Kobo. Fantastic. Well, uh, Ron, thank you so much for calling in and uh, reading your, uh, your, your vampire poem and telling us all about uh, poetry in, in New Jersey. And thank you, Rick, for uh, hosting the show. It's terrific. Sure, thank you. Please call in again. All right, that was uh, Ron from Glen Ridge, New Jersey, calling in. Uh, give us a call, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is, uh, I believe we have the Bard from Bellarat. Uh, is it Neville Hyatt online right now? Hey, Rick, it is. Yep, bright, not very sunny, still dark, nearly 8 o'clock in the morning, down under. Well, it's, uh, you know, you'll you'll get there. Um, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. The the biggest dilemma I had um, waking up for your show this morning was I got up at 1.30am to watch the Socceroos play in the World Cup only to realise I'd read the TV guide wrong and they're playing tomorrow morning. Wow. Well, um, you know, I, I, what did you do with your time? Uh... I, I tried to get back to sleep rather unsuccessfully, but we eventually got there. I'm... I'm really glad to hear that, um, Neville. I'm uh, I'm glad it all kind of worked out. Um, um, so let's. Uh, do you have a poem for us? I do actually. I um, just went away for the. I actually had the launch of my um, poetry CDs. The first time I've recorded the the poems on CD. And while away, I wrote this one, which is called "I Am." If the saying "What doesn't break you only makes you stronger" were true. Then I am Hera, for I survived divorce. I am Mars, for I have survived being raped. I am Isis, for I have survived miscarriage. I am Anubis, for I have lost loved ones. I am Demeter, for I have survived a drought. I have survived financial ruin. I am Mercury, for I have survived being kidnapped. I am Apollo, for I was born deaf. 
I am Poseidon, for I have survived a flood. I am Vulcan, for I have survived bushfires. I am Ares, for I have survived war. But if truth be told, I am merely human, and this is life. And that's that piece. Well, Neville, great. Uh, congratulations on uh, writing a new piece amidst uh, amidst uh, being out there recording your your uh, your CD. Congratulations on that as well. Um, uh, so can anyone get your CD if they're interested? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can look me up on Facebook or Twitter, The Bard from Ballarat, as you said. Um, all the websites, are just the books or the CDs, uh, is Neville Hyatt, H-I-A-T-E, um, com. Great. Well, I, I really appreciate you calling in. Uh, you know, I, I send it out to the announcement uh, uh, on Facebook and such and tell people that they can hear poetry from people all over the world. Um, usually it's it, – and most people call in from the States, but um, since you're calling from Australia, you sort of legitimize uh, uh, that promotional language that I use. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm glad I can help you out with that advertising I love your show really if you don't get others from overseas I find that yours amongst most others that I call in on you seem to have a diverse coverage of America a lot of the others seem to be centred around a couple of areas whereas yours seems to be a bit more spread out yeah, well, you know, we it's it's we've, we've connected to the Poetry Super Highway website, which has been in existence since 1997, and we've, you know, had a had a, a, a quite a, a broad North American audience for quite some time, and uh, and that's you know we've had quite a lot of time to expand uh, all over the place. So, I guess that's why. But Neville, I've got a I've got a lot of people online. I want us to get to as many callers as I can in the last fifteen minutes. Great uh, hearing your voice as always, and and call in again. Thank you. I look forward to hearing the rest of them. All right, take it easy. That was uh, the Bard from Bellarat, Neville Hyatt, calling from down under Australia. Um, uh, uh, awake just for us, almost, and possibly a little bit for the World Cup. Moving on. Um, let's see. I've got a caller from. This could be another international caller. Is it from the zero one one six five six? Who's there? Hi, this is uh, Rick. This is Desmond Khan from Singapore. Oh, great! Hi, Desmond. It is the Singapore. first time calling in. It's an, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Squawker Line Press. Uh, really nice uh, hearing your voice. Uh, <laughs> uh, to hear you in person. Yeah. Likewise. Well, it's it's fantastic to uh, hear your voice as well as to uh, possibly get our first caller ever from Singapore. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. That's an honor. <laughs> um, you got a poem for us. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, this poem is, I'm reading it for Jacob Siltstone, who's one of the editors at um, The Missing Slate. He's doing fantastic work with uh, World Cup poems at the moment. So I'm just going to read it now. Uh, it's Gan Qing Yong Shi, uh, which means impulsive and impetuous in Chinese. It was game season and there was blood and lust in their eyes. It was no different from Rome in the old days. Gladiators, lions, slaves, the ringmaster, thrust in a ring together. No different, no different at all. In the next hour, Geronimo practically talks to himself, gives himself a lesson in violence, a spectacle. What are the forces of tradition? How do they bear down on these people? We are in their debt, really. We don't get to see this kind of steadfastness in the city, such an unwavering belief in what should be done, what needs to be done, and how it should all be done. 
all that urban chic, all the material wealth, the sheer waste, the blitzkrieg of the senses. That's what our legacy will be understood as. An anthropologist returning to the city is like a gazelle led back into the wild after years of captivity. This is an intentional inversion, Geronimo says. The zoo from which it, it escaped is as much wild terrain as the vast open field, the wilderness that everyone seems to root for. The primal has its dangers too, as the noble savage has shown us. He shouldn't use savage, but the word has reclaimed for itself a new right to be, a chic authenticity. Violence presumes the spectacle, Geronimo says, establishing his thesis. In the same hour, outside the window, a mother has picked up a toddler by its collar, and another woman is whipping its back and legs with a strip of leather. There's no rattan cane lying around, so she picks up the closest thing to it. The toddler has its arms on its mother's hip and thigh. The toddler is hysterical and crying, kicking out like a wild animal. All this happens outside the window across the street. It, too, is a recapitulation. It might as well have happened in another country and another century. That's it. It's a prose poem. And a good one at that, and uh, really uh, great to hear it in your voice, uh, uh, reading it live on Poetry Superhighway Live, uh, Desmond. Is there um, is there a, a poetry community in Singapore that people can check out? Are there live readings, that kind of thing, that you can participate in? Oh, yeah, yeah. A performance uh, happens in a big way every, every last Thursday of the month, thanks to uh, Word Forward that, 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 that brought it from the U.S. about 10 over years ago. Um, there's, there are also like two other events, and there's a wonderful independent bookstore, uh, books actually that um, conducts readings, uh, you know, every month. Um, wonderful, small but intimate community. Great. And if anyone wants to uh, check out uh, more work from you, where would they go? Oh, um, I've got a new poetry collection coming out next month. It's it's titled I Didn't Know Manny Was a Conceptualist, uh, prose poems in that. And I've got a novel coming out um, in October, November, and that's going to be launched at the Singapore Writers' Festival. So I'm excited about those two things, a novel and a, and a poetry collection. Um, and I think they'll be available on Amazon some t- by, by the start of next year or something. Yeah. Great. Do you have a website or anything people can go to? Or? Uh. Yeah, well, I, I'm the uh, I'm the publisher at Squirkle Line Press, and we do uh, broadsides and all that. So I guess if people uh, Google Squirkle Line Press, then they'll they'll see that uh, the, the kind of work we do. Uh, we publish quite a few American poets, actually, which is which is nice. Yeah. Would you spell the name of the press for us? Oh, it's Squirkle, as in S Q U I R C L E. Line press. Got it. Yeah. Well, great, De- Desmond. Um, thank you so much for uh for uh, for calling in uh, for uh, representing Singapore for us, and I uh, hope you call <laughs> again. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Rick. It's wonderful. Sure. No problem. All right. Wow. Our first caller from Singapore. Very exciting, ladies and gentlemen. See, I'm not lying here. Truly, poets from all over the world on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. Moving along. Um, we have a caller from. The uh, 323 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. Hi. Is this Cynthia? Hi, this is Cynthia. Yes, this is Cynthia Alessandra Briano. Welcome back to the show, Cynthia. Great to hear your voice again. Hi, I'm calling from Los Angeles, and um, I thought I'd uh, 
tweet something uh, in celebration of the international aspect of our poetry community that you you know creating for that you're creating for us. I thought I'd share with you a poem um, that spans um, uh, that spans the distance that the Ural Tunnel travels from uh, in, from the from England to Calais. Um, so I wrote a poem about loving someone who is far and how we rely on technology to bridge those miles. So um, I thought I'd share that. Is that okay? Sounds great. Okay. It's called How in Just Under Two Hours My Lover's Body is Transported Via the Euro Tunnel. We are like mining engineers following the advent of steam. Boring machines digging into both sides of the English Channel. We are urgent to rebuild as we build for the first time. We measure distance by days, length by time, nearness by love. We give our bodies up, full of faith to unbelievable advent, a phone line, a blinking light, my voice muffled. You learn to distinguish silence from white sound, the intermediary of machines. We dream of mechanisms to cleave the days. We think on 13,000 years earlier, when your island was still mainland, connected by a very natural isthmus we cannot see. We think on the centuries-old dream, a fixed link between our bodies, connection like recognition, and we begin, firstly again, unearthing. Each word given like a rock removed, your voice, like an underwater railway, we imagined, designed, believe in, and built. Twenty-six mile, miles under the sea, your body shuttles from Dover, from Dover to Calais, suited, spectacled, focused, like the shark that you aren't in a gray sea of commuters. On your return, you think of me. Your thoughts, outstretched like a very natural isthmus we cannot see. Now we have between us everything, and God like a satellite. Our prayers calibrated to Z minus 8 GMT, 6,000 miles away, and they reach me, an ocean and a continent away. This weight in the epicenter of my bed is not you, only me, girl whose body has never been, to Calais and back, Paris on a day trip like the men beside you. How London-centric the world's time zones are. Fitting that everything should begin and derive from where you live. Ancient point of reference. Once preeminent naval power of the world. When I wake, my thoughts will have queried through a continent. Blipped through an ocean. Tunneled 40 meter, meters below the seabed of the English Channel. I catch up, gain or lose eight hours. Always lose count when I come into your body. Or in familiar embankment, I'd glide and stab into like a corner of a vessel or a boat or an underwater tunnel, blinking its way into mainland. One day, your body will be in the same place as mine. My mind will glitch to understand, glitch like a high-speed connection daunted, technical bridge missing a technicality. Not even the screech of collision will occur. No scramble, no parade. Only the clasp and halt of a chain 6,000 cubits long. The subtle thrust of our weight forward, a halt, a homecoming, 
island to mainland, bridged, again with you. We are lovers during the age of steam. Eager, we find a way to wait. I wait for you as if we are living across ages, and you stretch my desire with thin, breakable, like a thin decibel of sound and faraway want, across an ocean, without touch or sound, only words, an abbreviated line, a telegram, only the word, imagine, what you whispered to me once. Close your eyes, you said, imagine. We live what is real to us, our love as unbelievable as steam, moving a boulder, my whisper audible across an ocean, the nearness of you. We live what is real to us, our love as unbelievable as real. With you, I love like the blinking shuttle of our future when distance means nothing and it's not the end of anything. With you, I love like the foot-worn path beginning of time when distance meant I'll love you until the end of everything, even if you never find your way back to me. When you go, say to me, soon, sooner than we think, faster, before we know it again, the way we believe it, how we always imagined it, love. We'll see each other again. Love, soon, sooner. Wow, Cynthia, I think um, you just literally melted every person who's ever felt any kind of desire. <laughs> well, you know, it's. Um, I think it's something that we've been, uh, we have in common with anyone that has loved anyone that's been far. You know, we have these tricks of technology that we rely on, but uh, the world is just as vast. So this is a tribute to that. No doubt, and I I had to close my eyes while listening because I recently had the chance to to go through the 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 channel between London and Paris for the first time. I guess it was a year and a half ago at this point, but um, wow. uh, it was very exciting, and I could you know the, I was with you the whole time. Um, wow, thank you so much for calling in and reading that. That was really great. Thank you. All right, Cynthia, I'm just coming to the end of the show here, so I'm going to have to uh, let you go. Do you have a website or anything that people can check out or a way to hear more from you if people want? Yes, people can check out loveondemand.org. We're an organization that creates custom-ordered poetry uh, for charities, local and international charities. And you can find us on Facebook, loveondemand.org, or on our website or Twitter. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you, Cynthia. Call in again. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That was uh, Cynthia um, calling from here in Los Angeles. Well, we um, – wow, uh, we're actually not going to get to um, all of our callers this uh, this month. Um, that doesn't always happen, and I'm so I'm sorry for the couple of people still on hold, but we're just down to the uh, end of the show here. Uh, um, I guess the lesson here is call in early. And as I always said, we, we always have more time for folks at the beginning of the show than we do at the end when I'm trying to rush – rush through to get everyone. So apologize, apologies to the folks still on hold who we didn't get to. Our next uh, open reading is going to be August 10th, where anyone can call in. Our next actual show is going to be uh, Sunday, July 27th. That's going to be our annual conversation with our poetry contest judges. Our, our contest will have been going for about a week and a half or so um, at that point, and you'll have the chance to listen to the people actually scoring your poems, get some insights from them as you're considering entering the contest. It's a very cool thing. That's uh, uh, Sunday, July 27th at 2 p.m. Pacific 
time, uh, or as Cynthia reminded us, uh, uh, I guess, uh, relative to London, that's a GMT minus eight. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I'm not good with math of that sort. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is a great show tonight. Uh, or this morning, or this afternoon, depending on where it is that you're calling from. Uh, Please consider being a sponsor of our poetry contest. Uh, Check out all the details by clicking on the uh, banner at the top of the PoetrySuperHighway.com website, PoetrySuperHighway.com slash PSH. There we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great rest of your Sunday. Call in next time. Bye-bye.